Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in. Anyways, it's Vision Sunday, so the, 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 the goal of today is to share with you what I believe God has called us to, to accomplish in 2023. Amen? And I always choose a Sunday. Usually it's the first Sunday of the year, but I, I wanted to wait it, uh, wait to the end of the fast and really do this because I've been praying about it and just been seeking the Lord. And it's, Lord, talk to me because I don't want us to set out to do something that, that we uh, just don't need to be doing. Amen? How many of you know that there are a lot of people a lot of time can be wasted in your life. Come on. Wave at me if you wasted some time, right? You wasted time on people, friendships, relationships, jobs. Come on, somebody. Right? Family members that get on your last nerve. Come on. You wasting my time. And I don't want this church to waste your time, and I don't want you to waste your time. Amen? And Because what I know about God is if we follow him, he'll never waste our time. In him, there is no time wasted. The Bible actually declares that, that when the enemy has planned something bad or something bad happens, the Bible declares that the Lord turns it and works it for your good. Are you hearing me? So when you are following God's vision for your life, there is no time wasted. It's also essential to realize that there is no way that anything bad for you can't turn out good for you. Okay, okay. Well, they got on my nerves. I'm going through this trial and this tribulation. I don't know what's going to happen. God's going to happen. Y'all going to make me preach hard over here today, okay? God's going to happen. If God happens, good happens, amen? And, and listen, listen, here's the thing. I want you to hear me because good sometimes is, we got to recognize that God's good may not always be our good. Oh... You thought that relationship was good for you, but God said, no, it ain't. You thought that job was good for you, but God said, no, it ain't. Come on, somebody. If his good is not good for you, then it don't matter if you think it's good. Okay, I just stepped on some toes. I'm going to move on. Amen. So I'm going to preach about vision today. I'm going to talk about vision a little bit, and then we're going to, I'm going to break down and share with you some actionable steps to, and things that we're going to be doing as Prevail Church this year. Amen? You excited about it? Say yes. Turn me to uh, Habakkuk 2. Come on, somebody. Chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. I probably said that word right. Look at that. Did I? I did? Thank you. I was, I was practicing the other day. I was like, Habakkuk. <laughs> Habakkuk. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I know these words, too. I've studied them. But then I started getting up here, and I can't even say the words. Come on. The scripture reads this. It's on the screen if you don't have it. It says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Somebody say, write the vision. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he, uh, that he may run who reads it. Verse three, for the vision 
is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it, somebody say it, it will speak and it will not lie, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Amen? It's Vision Sunday. Somebody say Vision Sunday. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to say through me. I pray that you will speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we peer into this chapter uh, in, in, in the Bible here, and the prophet uh, is speaking, and God is having a conversation with the prophet. Now, verse uh, chapter one, the prophet has prophesied these things that are going to happen. Now he's talking about uh, Babylon and, and uh, he's, he's telling all these, these crazy things is going to happen, right? And then he gets to verse, uh, chapter two, verse one, and he says, you know, uh, I stood up on the mountain and the Lord told me these things. Verse two, we get into uh, these things that he's heard from the Lord. Amen? And he's heard these things. And as the prophet begins to share with us, or the writer begins to share with us about what the prophet heard, I think it's important. You turn that off? It's a little warm up here. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's important. Anybody else hot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's looking like, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's important to recognize that God does speak, amen? And when God speaks, how we respond and react to it will, grace, will greatly affect our life. Amen. Uh, when God says something, how you respond to it has great effects and bearings on your life. If God says to you, go left, and you go right, guess what? What happens when you go right is not on God. It's on you. Come on. And we'll get mad. We'll get mad because we'll go right, and we know God said go left. And then we go right, and something dramatic happens over here, and we're like, God, where were you at? And he was like, I told you, go left. Amen? But he's also real good because even if you go right, he'll be over there waiting on you because he'll be like, God, I knew you were going to go right because you're just crazy. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's what I love about God. Like, he's omniscient, he's all powerful, he's everywhere at all times. Come on, right? And so his grace is full, his grace is sufficient. But I do think it is important for us to learn how to follow his word. Are you hearing me? Because we can squander grace. Sometimes, you know, and maybe you ain't never done this. I've done this because I'm not perfect. Come on. I know the Lord tells me to do something and I'll do it differently. Anybody else done that? If you don't do it, you glow in the dark. You holy. Come on, teach me. Because I have actively ignored God's word. Because I was feeling good about what was going on here. 
And there are times in our life when we have moments with the Lord and he's talking to us, we think we know better. Because sometimes God's word is not leading to you to what you want. I got two witnesses in the room, but that's all right. Everybody else required. I, I know you can't say amen when I'm standing on your toes. Amen. Hallelujah. But I understand that it's, it's, it's incredibly important that we recognize that we need to follow God. Amen? The prophet here has this encounter. God's sharing things with him. But this response is what intrigues me because he goes and he says uh, let me pull up verse 1 Michael. I need to, I need to see it. I need to show it, read it to you because in verse 1 he's stapling up chapter 1 come on somebody is my phone going to pull it up we're going to see yes there it is look at I used to have this on. I didn't know if I was going to go in here but I'm in here today Okay, so verse one, he says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and, wait and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. <laughs> Catch that. So the prophet starts off by saying, I'm going to stand here and watch and I'm going to wait and see what God says to me and I will wait to answer when I am corrected. Right? And the next verse, God starts talking. And this is what he says. He comes to him and he says, write the vision. Somebody say write the vision. I think we can learn from this passage of scripture and this application because I want you to understand it is Vision Sunday for the church, but it's also Vision Sunday for you. Come on, somebody. And sometimes we don't have the life that we, uh, got, we, we are not living the life God meant for us to live because we don't know how to access or get a hold or grab a hold to a vision and we don't have a vision for ourselves. It's real quiet in the house of the Lord. We don't have a vision for ourselves. When you don't have a vision for your money, you end up broke. Come on, somebody. That's what we call a budget. A budget is a vision for your money. Wow, it's so quiet, man. I don't know what's going on here. Everybody don't stand on some toes. They don't like me no more. But when you don't have a vision for your life, you just let your life, you just get drugged through the mud. You understand. You go everywhere trying to fit in everything and trying to do everything. And when you get a vision for your life, you begin to set boundaries and barriers and different things. I can't go over there because that's not, it's not going to be helpful to where I am going. You know what Paul says in the scripture? Paul says this, and listen to, listen to this, because everybody want to get on talking about sin. Paul says this, Paul goes on to say, all things are permissible. Oh, that's Paul. Paul literally says, I can do whatever I want to do. They were talking about saying, he's, I can do it all. Somebody say all. Drink, smoke, true, run with those who do. Come on, right? And do it to the best of them. But then he goes on to say, all things are permission, but not all things are good for me. How do you determine what's good for you? Vision for your life. Somebody say vision. When you have no vision, the word says, it says, 
people have a vision, they, they perish. That word perish means cast off chains and run wild. People know vision. That's what happens. When you lack vision, you are pulled every way. And every shiny object that comes along, you chase after it. Come on, somebody. When I have no vision, I sin wildly. Come on now. Because I don't determine what's good for me and what's not good for me. And the first thing God says to the prophet is, write the vision. Somebody say, write the vision. Somebody say, write the vision. Listen, I want you to hear something. I want you to hear me very clearly. God is speaking. He's always speaking. Amen? If you need a vision for your life, if you need a word for your life, sometimes you just need to learn how to pray and say, God, speak to me. But listen, a lot of us pray and say, God, speak to me, but we walk away. We pray and walk away. I got bars. We pray, we walk away, and we don't stay. I got bars. I'm going to say, we pray, we walk away, we don't stay, so we can't slay. Hey, I felt that. What am I saying? You got to learn how to stop. Be still. So you can hear, so you can write. I got a question for you. When was the last time, and this is not a condemnation question, I ain't trying to beat you down, but listen, when was the last time you sat down and you had a prayer, a moment with God, or you had an encounter with God, and you just sat and you wrote what he said? Has anybody done that? I used to do it all the time. I'm, I'm talking to myself too, I used to do it all the time. I used to sit with a journal and I would just write. And you know, sometimes I would go back, and listen, I wasn't trying to figure out if it was my gut, or if it was something in the inside. I don't know, is, you know, did I eat something bad? Is that why I felt this way? No, no, I wasn't trying to figure it out. I just wrote what I felt like I heard. And then I would go back and I would go through that list. Come on, somebody. When I felt like something, you know, I, wanted to, I wanted to gauge and see what was happening. God, I'm praying about this. And then I would get a word and I would write it down. And guess what? A couple of weeks later, I would go back to that journal. I said, oh, look at it. That was the Lord. He did what he said he would do. Come on, somebody. Or he gave me instruction. I followed it, and it worked out in my favor. Come on, somebody. And a lot of us don't know how to follow God because we don't know how to sit down for a minute and let him talk to us. And then when he does talk, we don't take notes. Can I say something? Some of y'all need to get the... You don't need to get the anointing. Come on, to preach. You need to get the anointed to take notes. Somebody say anointed note taker. <laughs> Nobody take notes like me in prayer time. Come on, somebody. I felt that in my shot. I'm just kidding. I challenge you on this vision Sunday. Then the next, at least a couple times a month, sit down, pray. And journal. This is application right here. Listen, 
God was talking to the prophet and he said, write it down. Why would God say write it down? Because God said, I don't want no words to be wasted. Come on, so, okay. I'm about to give you a vision for something and I need you to get, listen, I need this vision to be somewhere on some, some tablet somewhere because you need to make sure that you can go back and read this word when, come on somebody, some, listen, we forget the words God gave us because we ain't never write it down. God told you a long time ago he was going to do something. And he didn't write it down. I'm not trying to condemn you. Here's a suggestion. Write it down. Habakkuk had, first had to see the vision. Come on, somebody say he had to see the vision. He had to see the vision for himself. Then he had to write it down. Listen, I was thinking about Prevail Church. Listen, you know, some people are like, well, you ain't really saying nothing about vision when it's because the Lord had to show me first. I love y'all. But if I ain't feeling nothing, I ain't finna be saying nothing. Come on, somebody. Me up into my, we're gonna raise $200,000 in three weeks. And in three weeks, I'll be like, we didn't even raise 20 bucks. And some preachers get up here and we say these massive things and God ain't showed us nothing. I was on a call this week and one of the pastors said, man, I got, and he wasn't saying it to, to be, a, you know, in mean or stuff. He was just saying, God didn't tell me anything different. And if God didn't say anything different, guess what you do? Stay the course. That's an idea. Fresh idea, free, right here, here we go. Well, I've been praying and I ain't heard nothing. Stay until you hear what God say. Wow. Huh? Uh, Aisha, girl, I'm on, I'm on fire this morning. I'm on fire this morning. Rebecca first had to see the vision. You understand that you can't make anyone else see what you don't see first for yourself. Amen. I can preach till I'm blue in the face and tell you who you are in God. Tell you you're loved unconditionally. But if you don't believe it, it don't matter. If you believe God's angry at you, you're going to act like God's angry at you. Oh, y'all don't want to kill y'all. I'm going to preach to the online folk. If you believe God's angry at you, you're going to act like he's angry at you. No matter how much I stand up here and talk about his mercy and his grace, his unconditional love, you will always act out of what you think God thinks about you. Until you see God, see uh, God rightly and you see yourself how God sees you, you'll never activate or realize what God can do through you. Okay. Amen. Somebody say, write the vision. I challenge you to write the vision. Listen, don't just listen. Write it down. Somebody say, write it down. You write down important stuff that matters to you. Write down when you have your prayer time with God. Get you a pen and a piece of paper. Write the vision. Get, listen, lean into the Lord. Tell him, God, I'm going to stay here. Somebody say, stay here. Until you speak to me. We're talking about Jacob and talking about Israel. Come on, right? You remember that? He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. 
And the angel said, what is your name? And guess what he did? Listen, listen. The angel spoke revelation. You're no longer Jacob. You're no longer a trickster. You're no longer that person. I'm going to give you a new identity. Your name is now Israel. Come on, somebody. Because, listen, you have wrestled with God and you have overcome. You have prevailed. I need you to realize that just because you went through hell and you may be going through hell, it doesn't mean that you can't place a demand on God to give you a word in season and in time. Okay. Man, yeah, all right. Somebody say right division. Right division. Right division. Here's the next thing. Simplify division. A lot of us like to pray big prayers and then we like to try to tell everybody about them big prayers. And we give all these big words. Come on, somebody. Oh, the Lord was, was, was with me in my prayer time and I felt him down in my shonono. Come on, somebody. And the Lord began to speak to me on the precipice of the next season of my life. What? (laughs) And he began to say, Fred, I have many things in store for you. I'm going to open doors that no man can do. And you get all this stuff. No, simplify. Somebody say simplify. He told Habakkuk, he said, make it plain. Okay, many of us don't know how to serve God because we made the relationship too complicated. We've complicated the relationship. I know. Uh, listen, I can't. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And God's like, No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. All you gotta do is love me. All you gotta do is trust me. It is that simple. Somebody say simplify. Simplify. Don't complicate the vision for your life. When you complicate the vision for your life, you do not access for those who can help you accomplish that vision. When you complicate the vision for your life, you deny access to those who can help you accomplish that vision for your life. <laughs> think about, I mean, think about it. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, the, the writer says, make it plain. And guess what the next thing he says? That he may run who reads it? Listen now. Make it plain because somebody gonna read it and they gonna take action. I'll never forget uh, Bishop Tony Miller used to say <laughs> Bishop Tony Miller he would always say what are you going to do if you get a call and somebody says, what do you need for your church? And I remember my responsibility, oh, bitch, I'll be like, yeah, you know, God's doing that. He said, no, no, no. If somebody is wanting to take action on something that you are doing, they don't want to hear about prayers. They don't want to hear about what you're believing for. They don't want to hear about any of that. They want to know 
one thing that they can take a step toward making happen for you. I used to be like, well, you know, try to be spiritual. But sometimes we can be over spiritual and miss what God, listen, we can miss that God showed somebody up to run, showed some, he showed up with somebody there to run with what you've got in your heart. Amen. And we start trying to have a spiritual conversation and all this stuff. And this person's like, listen, I got a million dollars sitting over here. I'm just waiting on you to tell me what I need to do. I already prayed. I prayed. That's why I'm here for you. <laughs> if, if, listen, if your vision is simple enough, you ain't even got to tell them what you're believing for. They already know. Amen. It's a principle I learned in my master's program. It's called an elevator speech. Some of us need an elevator anointing. Come on, an elevator speech anointing. Amen. If I came to you and said, what is God doing in your life? And you gave me a 35-minute sermon, I'm going to check out. Come on, somebody. Where is God taking you? You know where he's taking me? Blah, 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 blah. And, and by the end of you throwing a hanky and you oh, oh okay but if I came to you and said what do you believe in God for and what can I do for you and you said listen I'm believing God for a new location I need $25,000 right now I am more apt to be like you know what <laughs> listen you already know what you need here's that money amen Somebody say simplify. Simplify. Simplify the vision. You know why it's also good to simplify? Because when you simplify the vision, truth is clear. Amen. Somebody say it's clear. If I complicate the gospel, the message that I preach, Come on, and I could do it, and I can do it with the best of them, amen. I get up here, we can go a deep dive on Sunday morning. And you just walk out like, what did I just hear? Right? No application, we're talking about all theology, and you're just like, mm, well, my brain is. If I do that, guess what? Truth does not emerge most of the time. Because confusion suppresses truth. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That was good. I'm shaking my hanky myself right now. <laughs> Confusion suppresses truth. You can believe something till you're blue in the face, and then I come and tell you something different. And if you start trying to believe that a little bit, you were believing the truth, but now you're confused. Hmm. All along, you were believing the truth. Amen? Somebody say simplify. Division. Simplifying the division also means that you make it practical. Somebody say practical. Habakkuk had to make it practical. Listen, that he may run who reads it. It doesn't say that he who runs may read it. But it says, but that he may run who reads it. 
the running, the activity in progress comes from God's word. Are you listening to me? Progress in the house of God, vision, especially for prevail, only comes from God's word. Not our works, his word. Amen? Next thing is this, make the vision accessible. Somebody say accessible. Somebody say accessible. Listen, listen to what the scripture says. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets. Make it plain on tablets. On tablets. What was he saying? You got to make it accessible for somebody to read it. You know what's more frustrating than anything? I know, I know people here get frustrated because at least for this month, people have been frustrated. They've been asking me, Pastor, what's up? What's up with this year? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm going to tell you later. And everybody's like, oh, tell me. I'm like, man, we got great things in store. God's like, oh. You know what frustrates you more than anything is when you know that you want to help, but the person who you can help won't make it accessible. Okay, so listen, because we'll, we'll hear that scripture and we'll be like, yeah, we'll think about other everybody else. But let me tell you something. If you live your life closed off from everybody, always pushing people away and all this stuff, guess what? You ain't never, oh, okay. You, you need to make it accessible for you to have mental health and good health. Come on, somebody. If you, we can't complain to God that I'm alone and not lean into the communities that he gave you. Okay, we can't complain that, oh God, nobody's here for me. And then you won't even answer the phone when people call you. Oh, okay. Y'all don't want some truth this morning. We can't complain that God, oh my God, Lord, I know I'm having financial troubles. And then God's like, I know, I sent that Dave Ramsey class to the church and you didn't even go through it. Oh, it got real quiet. <laughs> God, I want to buy a house. Save some money. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all don't like me today, okay? Y'all, y'all want to be real spiritual and tell you God's gonna bless you a house in three days with no money down. I said that might happen for you, but I can tell you in this political climate and this financial climate, it probably won't. Amen. Are you hearing me? You know what you need to do. Ready yourself. Vision for your life. Listen, when you get a vision for your life, you begin to shape everything else in your life to get to that vision. So if you got a vision this year to buy a house, guess what? You begin to shape your finances. You begin to shape your friends. You begin to shape your spending habits. Oh, okay. You begin to shape all these things to line up with what you see down the road. Amen. You, you can't buy a house and just show up to the bank and they'd be like, oh yeah, unless you got a lot of cash sitting up somewhere. Come on, somebody. Amen. 
But when you want to, that's what they're going to ask you for financial records. They want to look at how you spend your money for a couple of months because you, is you trustworthy. Amen. Look at your credit scope. I'm trying to illustrate here for you. Listen, this ain't a home buying class. I'm trying to illustrate for you right here in these moments that if you want to line your life up to what God, listen, if you have a vision for your life, you got to begin to line your life up to what God is saying. What is God saying to you? What is he calling you to do? What is it in your heart? And guess what? If God's calling you to do something that's going to require much faith, guess what? You may have to say no to some good things. Mm-hmm. I read a book one time called Good to Great. Anybody ever read that book? It's a great book, great book. But he says you got to learn how to say no to good things to grab hold of great things. Amen? And when it comes to God, there's another level. You got to learn how to say no to great things to grab hold to God things. Amen. Make the vision accessible. Rebecca had to make it known. He had to make it known. He wrote it on tablets. He had to make it known. Listen, you can have a vision, but if you tell nobody, you'll never accomplish it. I was in my studies, in my master's studies, they were talking about how the difference is now in business things, right? Because now, you know, there used to be in business this rule that you didn't tell anybody what you were working on because they didn't want, you didn't want nobody to steal your idea. Well, you hear me. But now it's changed because of, listen, the nature of how community building happens. And if you have an idea, listen, you share it with as many people as possible because those people become your voice and they become your champion and they get to open doors for you that nobody else could open for you. Amen. So now, listen, listen. So somebody who wants to go start a barbecue place, they get in circles with other barbecue owners because you learn from each other. You get resources from each other. You sow into one another. Come on, somebody. You start working these things out together, and then guess what you figure out? Oh, I can help you. You can help me. And then when you go to lunch, those business owners show up for you. And it's not competition anymore. It's community. Amen. Amen. Okay, what am I trying to say? If you try to go at it alone, guess what? You're going to end up down the road and look around and see that you didn't really get far because, oh, ooh, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said if you want to run fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. It's like an old African proverb, right? You, you, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. The same principle applies here, that you have to make it accessible. People need to, listen, if I come to you and I say, what's going on in your life, make it accessible. You ain't got to make it accessible to everybody. Come on now, let's be smart. Because some folk don't need to know what's going on with you. Okay? Everybody ain't your advocate. Somebody's your devil. Amen? And sometimes we trust people that are untrustworthy. Uh huh. And we place our hope in people who are hopeless. 
and we start leaning on people who are going to break if we lean on them. Come on, somebody. And then you get down the road. Oh, okay, you get down the road, and you wonder, well, oh, I'm, you know, they turned their back on me. They, they knew, you knew they were going to turn their back on you when you first met them. Amen. I love, I love when people come to me and say, I didn't know they were going to turn out like that. Yes, you did. You just d- ignored the signs. Oh, don't nobody just wake up one day and be crazy. Come on. They're crazy when you met them. And you were like, oh, they're so cute and crazy. Just gonna ignore the crazy. It's so cute. And then they try to run you over with a car. <laughs> Y'all ain't never been tried to be run over with a car? I have. It's not fun. But I was hearing from the Lord. No, I wasn't. Living hearing from the lust. Okay. All right. Mm. You gotta make it known. Amen? You also got to know who to make it known to. Because everybody can't be making it known to. Because everybody ain't rooting for you to win. There's some people that are in your life that are only waiting to see you fail. You know what I say to you? Let them stay there so they can see you win. Amen? You know what I learned how to do a couple years ago? Stop deleting Facebook friends that hate on me. Because if you hate on me now, you're going to hate on me when I get there. Amen. Because you told me I could get here, and now I'm here. Come on, somebody. You told me I was going to stay at the bottom, but I started at the bottom. Now I'm here. My whole crew. (laughs) Amen. There are some people who didn't think I would ever be able to stand in a pulpit and preach. But they watching today. Amen. And I love you, but I'm not going to delete my haters. Because I need my haters to see that God is still good. Amen. And God is bigger than my shortcomings and my failures. And yes, I may have deserved the words that were said about me when they were said about me, when, at the time they were said about me, but I'm not that person any longer. And now God can do what he can do through me. Come on, somebody. And listen, even though you gave up on me when you said them words, God didn't. And I'm hoping that my life wouldn't so much be about you hating on me, but you would see the glory of God in my life and see that God still can and still uses people that who, who other people think are not capable of being used. And God still makes it a way for people who, who the world has said that you are not capable. Come on, somebody. Listen, I, I hope somebody realizes and watches this and says, God makes qualified what I said was unqualified. Got real quiet in the house, Lord. Make division accessible. Amen? Amen. Last thing is this leave division in God's hand. Wow. <laughs> Do I even need to say anything about that? Leave it in God's hand. <sighs> for division is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Basically, God looks at him and says, bro, write it down, make it plain, make it accessible, 
and move on. Okay. <laughs> write it down. Somebody say, write it down. Make it plain. Leave it in my hands. Come on, somebody, write it down. Make it plain. Make it accessible. And leave it in my hands. He essentially says this. I'm going to show you and I'm going to tell you all these things and they're going to be wonderful things. But if you try to make them happen on your own, you will fail. If you try to make it happen before it's time, you will fail. I'm telling you now, but I've already appointed the time when it will take place. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you now, but you may not see it right now. It may be down the road. For a division is for is yet for an appointed time. Listen, the prophet here was speaking to an age that was beyond his own time. Listen, the Babylonian conquest would not be evident in his day. He would not even see the word that God was giving him in his time, in his day. He, listen, he received a word that was for a future generation. And why is it important to write it now? Because when that future generation comes along, they're going to say, oh, God said this back here. <laughs> Some of y'all listen. Some of y'all need to share the word that God gives you with your kids. We be hiding our, fo- our faith and our, everything from our kids. Come on. We don't want our kids to see our struggle. We don't want them to see anything. How are your kids going to grow up and know the Lord and know that he is good and that he is trustworthy in all situations if you hide your struggle? Okay. All right. Somebody say write it down. But leave it in God's hand. Stop trying to make it happen yourself. Yeah, he gave me the word. Trust his word. Imagine if Habakkuk would have walked from that, gathered some folks and said, God told me we about to have this Babylonian conquest. Let's go down here and let's go get them. One, he would have ended the suffering before it was time. And Oh, okay. Let me say this right here. If God is working on you if what you're going through is ordained by God hear me hear me don't end the suffering before God says it's time because what's working you may be working something in you that produces fruit that helps sustain you through the next season of your life And we get under pressure, and all we do is pray, God, get me out. And God says, no, I'm trying to walk through it with you. Yea, though I walk. Salvation is not a destination, it's a journey. You're going through. And if you're going through, keep going through. Amen. Leave it in God's hand. Oh man, I just, I keep, I got to figure it out. No, you don't. 
I know people go, oh, you sound so optimistic. No, I sound like a faithful believer and truster in the Lord. Come on, somebody. And if my faith sounds like optimism to you, then maybe you need to get on this side of the fence. Amen. Because faith is not optimism. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a foundational belief that my God will do what he said he will do. Amen. Leave it in God's hand. Somebody said, leave it in God's hand. Somebody said, leave it in God's hand. Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in.